Are you going to kill me? I would certainly like to. I know you would. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus, makes you stronger. going to turn you over to the Jedi Council. Of course, you should. But you're not sure of their intentions, are you? I will quickly discover the truth of all this. You have great wisdom, Anakin. Know the power of the dark side. Power to save Batman. You've never heard of the Millennium Fall? Should I have been? Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessler One Weekly. My name's Kristen. And I'm Danny. And this week in Star Wars News! I just wanted to do that because, like, the Star Wars show does that all the time, so I wanted to feel special. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, guys, if there ever is such a thing, um, we got Valentine's Day today, guys, so... Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to all you guys and girls out there. Aliens and droids and all types of love. <laughs> yes, what he said. Wookies, wookettes. Wookettes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're celebrating Valentine's Day with, um, I'm sure if you saw the episode ti- title, we're... Uh, we're celebrating our favorite uh, emperor here, so it's going to be pretty fun, uh, I think. But yes, Star Wars news. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into it because we got a lot to talk about for our main topic. Come closer. I have good news. Yeah, sure. So do. our Star Wars news. We don't have a whole lot this week, but it's still significant. Um, we've got some celebration news because, as you know, celebration is this April. Woo-woo. We're so freaking excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, I can't wait, and it's going to be like Christmas, because I'm going to be up all night the night before, because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep. Yeah, probably same <laughs> It's just not going to happen. You sleep on like, the car ride or whatever? Yeah. Because, yes, we are crazy. We are driving. We are driving. <laughs> but it's to bring the droids, though, so it's not like we're just gluttons for punishment. True, true, but sometimes just, we are. Just like the droids weren't allowed in the cantina, unfortunately, they're not going to be allowed on a plane, because, you know, laws. <laughs> <laughs> things tsa is not fond of droids so <laughs> sad and it is sad but one day droids rights man it'll yeah. happen it'll happen it'll happen <laughs> so we have some cool um guest announcements for celebration absolutely so our first one up which um I, my dad actually had the pleasure of meeting i have not met this man yet um brian herring who is one of the creators puppeteers of bb8 yes um am i wrong for saying this or is he like one of many or is he the only one there is one other that okay. had a hand in it as well that i'd recently just learned i can't remember his name at the moment but he's gonna be a celebration too oh cool um but brian herring was one of them that initially brought bb8 to life uh, in the Force Awakens, he he's the guy in the green spandex suit running around in the desert with the droid. <laughs> we applaud you, sir. <laughs> um, the next guest announcement we have is Mark Dodson, who is the voice actor for Salacious B. Crumb. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was even accurate. No, so. no, you need to give me like the real one. Give me a real Salacious B. Crumb laugh. You can do it. 
Fuck yeah, I don't even know what he laughs like. <laughs> don't even know how he laughs. You do it first. Oh, I don't know that I can't. No, man. I shouldn't have done this. Um. <laughs> sounds like the Wicked Witch. <laughs> it does. It didn't work. <laughs> Sorry for your ears, people. Um. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Mark Dotson is the voice actor for Salacious B. Crumb uh, from Return of the Jedi, um, which is exciting because I definitely want this guy to do the laugh, and I'm sure he's going to get requests of that multiple times, but I think it's kind of exciting to see like these uh, these actors, voice actors, that are kind of little known, um, that aren't really forefront, you know what I mean? Uh, I never knew that he was the one who played Slashes B. Crumb. Never thought to even look, to be honest with you. Honestly, didn't know that was an actor, but that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just thought it was like a random track. <laughs> Probably, like, Insert yeah. the laugh here. <laughs> Let's still like the laugh of a whale and like the laugh of the a whale. laugh of a whale. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, no, no, they said like in Jurassic Park um, that the dinosaur like roars and stuff were mm-hmm. the combination of animals so i think it was like a whale a lion okay and okay other stuff so <laughs> the laugh of a whale <laughs> i just let me think of it but i know obviously that's not what it was it's just hilarious I like know. i'm never gonna forget that now um <laughs> and, and finally we have none other than the emperor himself making landfall at celebration chicago ian mcdermott unlimited Um, I actually got to meet him uh, this past year in Tennessee at a con and like the sweetest guy. Like he's so cool. What? <laughs> yeah, the he's like he's nice? the ni- yes, he's the nicest. <laughs> um, and it was so funny too because like uh, if you uh, actually got to listen to that show, so I recorded the panel um, that I got to sit in on with Ian McDermott and everything. And he talks about how he's like the nicest guy, and he's just like I'm just used to being nice and everything. And then he's like, uh, "Well, George, what's the part?" And he's like, uh, "Emperor of the Universe." And he's like, "I like it." <laughs> Yay! I'm nice. But Wait, he, he's the coolest no. guy. Yeah, because I got I actually got uh, his autograph and all that kind of stuff and everything. And so, like, I don't know. I'm really excited to see him again. I think it'll be cool, especially if I get to see him, like, wandering the con floor. And then you've never met him. So... Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met any of the cool people you got to meet. Oh, just wait. April's going to be your time. Yeah, I know. I know of at least one that we will meet, um, which I'm very excited about. Because uh, Peter Mayhew. <laughs> I think I'm more excited to see like our friends. Oh, absolutely. I'm definitely excited to see them. We've got a, a lot of people that are uh, gonna we're going to meet for the first time at Celebration. Yay! <laughs> very, very excited. Um, but yeah, so that's our news for the week. Um, not a whole, whole lot, uh, to dive into or anything, uh, cause we wanted to save time for our main topic. And now our feature presentation. And I'm kind of excited about it, which is funny because this was your idea <laughs> of all things. <laughs> well, you know, I just thought it'd be too cheesy to do like a love story, I guess. Cause I mean, I'm sure you've got your basic, like. Padme, Anakin, Raylo, Raylo. <laughs> I don't know, like all the basic like love mm-hmm. stories, I guess. And I just didn't really want to do that. I figured it'd be more fun to talk about none other than 
Palpatine. Yeah, so we have he came up with Palpatine's Day. <laughs> so happy Palpatine's Day, everyone. <laughs> Our true love. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is the greatest story ever told. Uh, a man and his unlimited power. Yes. So- <laughs> I love that you giggled when you put <laughs> that in the so, notes. <laughs> yes. So let's take a little um, jump back and let's talk about, you know. Let's get to know yeah, it. Yeah, let's get to know. Yeah, because with any first date, you want to get to know the Papa Palps. Right? Yeah, we got we to gotta get to know Papa Palps. Um, so yeah, so a lot of this you may know. But he was born on Naboo. <gasps> was he? He was. He was, which makes it really interesting that uh, one of the first worlds that he tries to do burn to the ground when he dies in Operation Cinder, Naboo. <laughs> oh. He must have had a rough childhood there. Then. He just it really was, didn't like no it. No one will know that I came here. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was born on Naboo, um, allegedly the apprentice to Darth Plagueis. Mm, yes. Because we actually don't know 100% because the Plagueis novel is unfortunately not canon. But, as our friend Soka has said, there's always a little truth in legends. Yes. So, um, Plus, that convincing story he tells Anakin. Exactly. About it was almost wise. like he was there. But yes, but he it, he seems to have a first-hand account of uh, the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Yes, he sure um, does. Which is, for me, one of the undoubtedly most creepy moments. Because it, it's like that's the moment you get to see Palpatine for who he really is. And it's like for a second, the mask of the monster it, 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 the, ma- the mask is removed and the monster no, is revealed and like everything. No, not fully removed. It's yeah. like he's just peeling it off slowly from like the corner. Like... <laughs> <laughs> is that your Palpatine laugh? Yes. <laughs> it was. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, and so, I mean, I, I love that scene at the opera. Um, and that's actually one scene that uh, Ian McDermott said was one of his favorites to film as well. Um, he had some funny stories and stuff like that. Uh, honestly, if you haven't listened to that episode with Ian McDermott, or Ian McDermott, please check it out. Uh, it's awesome, and uh, you'll love it, and you'll laugh, just like we did. <laughs> or I, I did. You didn't get to go. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> That's all going to change this year in the year of Star Wars. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but one of his favorite moments was that opera scene with uh, Hayden Christensen and Anakin. And I don't know, like, for me, there's so much there that just tells you who Palpatine truly is. Oh, yeah. Because most definitely. He, he's not just your cookie cutter villain, I feel like. No, he's not. He's got a little bit more to offer. It seems like he's got plans for everything. <laughs> so, I mean, we start out, he's Senator. Yeah. We we first meet him in episode one as Senator. And then, magically, he gets a promotion. Ooh! Um, promote, so, promote. yeah. So, he's the Senator, and then he becomes Supreme Chancellor to, lo and behold, Supreme Chancellor with emergency powers that he just never, ever, ever gives up. <laughs> <laughs> I like these, and I'm going to keep them. <laughs> they suit me. <laughs> um, but so one thing I wanted to talk about with Palpatine um, that I've always found really interesting is his relationship with Anakin. Um, mm-hmm. How do you weigh in on that? What do you? How do you feel about that? It's I don't know. It's I'm, I'm back and forth. I mean, do you want me to start from the beginning? I mean, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I don't know. I can't decide if if 
Palpatine's more of like a father figure or if he's more of just like a mentor. I kind of lean more towards father figure, not mm-hmm. because of the whole theory that Palpatine created him, but because Anakin, even though he, whether or not he created him or not, Anakin never had a father, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah, I like to think that Obi-Wan was closer, maybe, mm-hmm. but I, I know that in that really dark scene he says you were like a brother yeah you were my brother yeah Yeah. i don't feel Mm -hmm. like there was ever a father like figure to it so with palpatine i feel like anakin looked at him as like a father i can definitely see palpatine definitely took that and manipulated everything Mm -hmm. not that they told anakin but that everything that anakin had doubts about Mm -hmm. or questions about oh he played to everything and like, hmm, well, I wish the Jedi trusted you like I do, or something like that. Right. And that's the thing, is like, Palpatine played to every single fear, insecurity, doubt, doubt weakness, everything about Anakin. Yeah. And he knew how to play him. Right. Because Anakin did have this void where it was, he, he was missing something. Right. And being, not necessarily taken away from his mom, but choosing to leave his mom on Tatooine, it left a void. And it, it left that worry. And Palpatine knew that, and which makes it even creepier when he first meets Anakin and says, we'll watch your career with great interest. Right. And it's just like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> Leave that poor boy alone. Because, <laughs> I mean, even you've mentioned, he goes from this sweet, sweet boy to, we see him in the end, this enforcer for the Empire who seems to have no regard for life whatsoever. Yeah. You're right. And Cray. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I guess the one of the biggest things, um, you know, is not only the manipulation of Anakin, but I guess my... I'm always going to question this until it's answered, but did he create Anakin? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so torn because I want to say yes, he did, because I feel like it just fits so perfect with what goes on in the story and how it all plays out. It just makes sense. That he does, but mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, is that too weird? Is that too out there? See, I don't feel like it is, because Palpatine's thing um, throughout Rebels, Clone Wars, everything, e- even in the the live-action movies, he he's in a constant pursuit of power that should be unattainable. And it's just weird stuff. Not necessarily all dark side, either. Uh, it's almost like he's trying to continuously consolidate power to where no one can learn the secrets he knows, so then he's always the ultimate power, uh, which makes it even more interesting when he enacts Operation Cinder and everything once he actually passes away. I mean, thrown down a a reactor shaft. (laughs) Um, uh, Very unceremoniously. Um, he, He basically hits the self-destruct button on everything to where it's like, it's not a preservation of the empire in any sense of the way. It's more so if I can't have it, no one can. So essentially Palpatine just wanted like everything Mm -hmm. essentially, which it which makes it kind of interesting with Anakin because was Anakin just one of those powers because he was a nexus of the force he was the imbalance potentially yeah. i mean he was like the product of the power essentially yeah. so like you have to test the power at some point if i right. can create life then mm-hmm. so it almost kind of makes you think that maybe anakin wasn't as important 
Maybe he was just the trophy that he could manipulate. He saw power and he sought it. Maybe, but I mean, to me, it seemed like an important endgame to the whole situation. Mm-hmm. It was one of the biggest upsets of the Jedi's. Well, not really, because one they've all turned, mm-hmm. but this has been the most powerful one. The yeah. one that was the chosen one. Mm-hmm. So you took the chosen one, who was brought in as like a young child, mm-hmm. who was actually older than most that brought in, yeah. and you turned him into this... Weapon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legit. Of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> Quite mass destruction. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Um, and I guess maybe maybe that relationship was a little different, I guess. Only because he continually uh, gave opportunities for Vader to prove himself. Yeah. Um, and kind of sought to grow his power as well um because like even in the darth vader comics you see vader doesn't tell him everything mm-hmm. like anakin's not an idiot <laughs> like even when he finds that dark side nexus of the force palpatine knows he should have found something and he asks him did you find what you were looking for and then vader says yes and that's the conversation he's like yeah yeah, that's all you need to know, man. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Is like, so it, what if Palpatine knew about that Nexus that he found? What if Vader didn't destroy it uh, and and kept it open? Then mm-hmm. Pal- that would have been one more thing for Palpatine to go. You know what? I know I gave you Mustafar, but I want it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's my toy. Give no, it back. <laughs> you gave it to me. You right. Take it back. Um, but in all honesty, I don't think that it's impossible that Palpatine is his father. Like, I know we're still talking about that, but I don't, not his father, but his, his creator. creator. Yeah. I, was like, I don't want to call him his father. His just... fabricator. <laughs> <laughs> I guess is the better way to say that. Um, uh, just because of what Palpatine was into, the kind of power that he sought. He sought the unnatural. Yeah. And, and the stuff that was impossible. And maybe that's how he ends up meeting Plagueis and everything, you know? Maybe it's that he seeks out this person who he finds that can create, manipulate life. Yeah. Which I found interesting. I went back and I, uh, I, I mean, as one does, the Darth Plagueis story and everything. I mean, it's it's memeable everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the whole story, and I noticed that he never, like, he chose his words very carefully. In it. Oh, yeah. He never said that he he could bring the dead back to life. That was Anakin taking it one step further of oh, trying yeah. to save Padme That's one of the first after things. that. Because he was like, I can save you after, uh, after the whole thing and everything. Yeah. Never gave up on her as we see in the comics and stuff. But he said that he could create, create life. life. He could manipulate the midi-chlorians to create life. Yeah. Or, and then he added that, or even save the ones he loves from dying. But the thing was, is that I think that the create life part ended up being, it, it was the the partial truth. Right. I think that that's what that was. Because the save the loved ones from dying, I think that was him just hooking Anakin. It's like, let me tell you this story. This sort of, oh yeah, by the way, this thing that completely applies to your situation that you don't know that I know that you know that I know. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Right. <laughs> I mean, most definitely. Um, at that point, Anakin was so desperate to hold on to somebody he loved mm-hmm. because he had already lost so much. Absolutely, it was right after he so, lost his mom too. Right. So why would you not? 
And then on top of that, the Jedi Council sent him sent him to that place right where he was at, where he was hearing the story to spy on the Chancellor. Right. Because <laughs> that whole conversation starts with him asking him, so they told you to spy on you, right? And Anakin's like, how did you know? <laughs> and he's just like, well, they probably told you this and this and this too, didn't they? And Anakin's like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, all of that happened, actually. Right. How did you know? <laughs> Where's the bug? <laughs> and then that's the thing. And, and so and I think with that, it, I wonder if that was part of what threw him off the scent of Palpatine. What kind of made... Because, I mean, in all honesty, as much as we love to hate Palpatine, the man's a genius. Oh, he just, yeah. He, he just overreached in the end. Yeah, true. <laughs> because he, he pushed so far to, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Luke as my apprentice and I'm going to pull him to the dark side and all this other kind of stuff and underestimated that he could change, that he could be different than yeah. his father and that even though he saw darkness in Luke, Luke overcame that darkness. Right. And he didn't see... Also, I don't think he saw Vader tra- turning on him the way he did. <laughs> Where Probably it was just not. like, oh, okay, well, now Vader's going to suplex me down a reactor shaft. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think that a lot of things in the end kind of was like, well, didn't see that one coming, but all right. <laughs> so not everything that Palpatine had planned out, I guess. He like, had he at least see, one failed plan. Did, yeah, I was like, he didn't see everything. <laughs> yeah. No, he had multiple failed plans. Don't he even did, play. he did. Yeah. I feel like most of the things that we saw that involved like Palpatine mm-hmm. and like Dooku and Grievous and stuff like that. I feel like those are all failed plans. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what the end game was on those. So, so let's talk about Palpatine and his infinite planning. There's so many P's there. I feel like I was about to get tongue-tied. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Palpatine's promised planning. Um, no, but... <laughs> um, that were so promising. <laughs> right. Uh, so, so that... So... We talk about the genius of Palpatine, and we talk about how the manipulation, he, the manipulation, and that he always seems to have plans for his plans for those plans, plans and everything. He's and always also prepared. Also, backup plan for that plan, right? Just in case. So, actually, something you said just a second ago kind of got me thinking about it. Um, is it that he thought of everything, or is it that he's? I mean, I I guess. Prepared. To not put it delicately, more of like a cockroach. Like, he didn't just adapt. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess he can adapt in some ways, but at the same time, none of his plans were him solely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he always had they relied other on someone else. people doing things for him. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, then there may lie the genius of him is that he was able to get so many people to buy into this vision and this ultimate plan of ruling the galaxy. Well, I don't feel like half people were even in on it all the way. I think they had parts of the plan Mm -hmm. and ideas, but I don't think that he ever just fully told somebody what his plan was. Because if he did, why wouldn't they have tried to do the same thing? I honestly, actually, to that, I honestly think the only one he ever told was Fives. Yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> that man lost his mind. Oh, yeah. No, I <laughs> he agree. He was like, it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think so, too. I think at that point, he already had everything. Oh, I think fives. that was, I know. I think that was, you know, obviously that was very close to the end game of it all. That was right before Order 66. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, all other plans had been exhausted. He knew what was coming. 
And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say it <laughs> out see. loud. Guys, look at this. This is going to be funny. Just watch what happens. Let's <laughs> just see what happens. Let's, let's, let's let this play out. It's, right. it's such a good episode, <laughs> but it's so sad at the same time. But it it's is. such a good episode. But, so I guess, so bringing that up then. So Order 66 was almost revealed. Right. Too early, too. Yeah. He almost got outed. But somehow, he still came out on top. Well, even before that, it was revealed, because that was a few episodes before the whole, um, who was it that killed one of the Jedi? Uh, Tup. Tup, Mm -hmm. yes. He killed, uh, Master Tipley, I think was her name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good soldiers follow orders, and he started, like, freaking out and everything. I mean, it wasn't far away from Five's episode, but that was a good... It was in the arc. It was the same arc, yeah. But it was still like... It was a couple episodes before I think he actually finally tells... Or Palpatine finally tells him. Yeah. And then that's where he's like, oh my god, this is crazy! (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is is wild that... I I wonder how secured he felt at that point. Or if it was a fit of arrogance where he was like, you know what? I'll let uh, me let you in on this. I don't think it mattered to him. Yeah. You know, even if somebody would have started to believe it, there it was. There's the plan. It's already revealed. Like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Snap of a finger. Order uh, 66. Oh, everybody's alert. Okay. Execute order 66. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, guess it's time. Are you trying to riot? Order 66. Like, <laughs> I don't think it mattered at that point. E- either way, I think it was a little bit of, like, cockiness, as mm-hmm. in, like, Oh, I can go ahead and just reveal this. It's whatever. But I think nobody at the would same believe time, you. Yeah. At the same time, yeah, nobody would believe him. Even if they did, it was already in place. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't matter. Because I mean, by then I feel like he he had almost completely discredited Fives, where yeah. he Fives had already done stuff that he shouldn't have done, and and gone and stolen the chip and all this other all of the things that they're like, man, this guy's unhinged. Right. He's out of control. Like some, uh, like even the Jedi were kind of like, yeah, fives. Maybe you should come in with us. It's okay, buddy. Just calm you. down. We believe you. Got like that condescending. Oh, we believe you, buddy. Just come on, turn yourself in. Right. And he's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who to not happen. You might be working for him. <laughs> right. Wait, you do. <laughs> we ain't friends, and no. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I mean, I think Fives is a, a prime example where, I mean, he had plans for his plans, but I feel like that was a lot of ad- ad- adaptability more than anything. Yeah, is that he was able to literally lie his way out of a paper bag at this point, <laughs> where he was just like, "Oh yeah, oh man, those chips, yeah, it's probably cancer, maybe a tumor. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's nothing. Uh, maybe it makes the all of the clones crazy. We should question all the clones because it's all the clones. Right. <laughs> He's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, it's probably all of you. You're all defective, <laughs> and it's just like how I, I just I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It makes me wonder, too. I mean, you know, when you go back and kind of watch more so Clone Wars than anything, you kind of see all the little plans that happen mm-hmm. and all the people he gets involved, like Dooku, Grievous, Cad Bane, mm-hmm. um, when they kidnap him and all that good stuff. It just makes me wonder, like, how many plans Palpatine put in place in order to take over, I guess. more. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like... Well, I mean, Dooku ended up being instrumental in a war that really didn't need to happen. It was more of a distraction than anything. Exactly. Because, uh, and, and, and see, this is a 
not necessarily a complaint of mine, but I always hate when people are like, Star Wars isn't politics, has nothing to do with politics, it has everything to do with politics, and I'm not one for real world politics, but the whole mechanic of how things happen in Star Wars, especially with the Clone Wars cartoons, like, I actually enjoy some of those episodes where it's talking about the politics, the behind the scenes. Like, one of them was talking about the banking clan at one point. Yeah. And how, I'm because sure. of the, they were they were trying to authorize additional purchases of, of clone troopers. Palpatine was trying to bankrupt the Senate. Yeah. He was trying to bankrupt the, the Galactic Republic to where he could bail them out. Right. He was literally making it and crippling different things to where it was like, oh, you need me. I can fix this, and I already have the reserves to fix this, right. and then I'll be the hero because I created this, but I'm fixing it, <laughs> and no one would know it was me and everything, right. and that was the thing. is like it feels like he had multiple, like you said, multiple plans going on simultaneously, and it was almost like it was just well-placed bombs almost. Like At any point, he could say, you know what? I don't want that one anymore. Cancel it. <laughs> right. and everything which i mean is essentially what happened with the droid army when he was done with it he was like all right you know what yeah turn them off <laughs> <laughs> yeah deactivate i'm done <laughs> no big deal <laughs> and, and even with dooku right in front of anakin told anakin the famous line do it <laughs> <laughs> literally told him in front of his apprentice when dooku even looked at him like the fudge the like what? are you kidding me <laughs> Um, like the look that Dooku gives him when he's like, do it, do it now. And he's just like, wait, I thought we were friends. Hold on. <laughs> well, you know, we just, you know, watched the episode two of Clone Wars where, um, Dooku just turned on. Oh, Ventress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because he was told, I didn't even realize that when we watched it the second mm-hmm. time around that Dooku's one that called, no, oh, Dooku, Palpatine's the one that called Dooku and was like, hey, uh, since that you're. Uh, Prentice is getting a little um, powerful. Yeah. Get rid of her. <laughs> He's like, but my lord, like. Yeah. I trust her more than anything. I don't care. Yeah. Kill her. Pro- prove, that, prove your worth to me. Prove, prove your, your loyalty. loyalty. W- wouldn't that suck? If, like, I was like, Kristen, prove your loyalty to me. <laughs> Right. This could get really dark. No. <laughs> no, like, where are you going with this? What are you going to ask me to do? But, I mean, like, it. I don't know, like, to me, when he does that stuff, because he does it multiple times throughout everything, to prove your loyalty, he does does it to Maul, he does it to Dooku, and he always pulls that, it's almost like when he starts to get a little insecure, he's like, um, I just want to check on you guys, uh, what are we doing? Cool, prove your loyalty to me, thanks, bye. I mean, I feel like (laughs) it's, it's kind of a test, too, I mean, those, Mm -hmm. those people that he asked to do that did have strong apprentices and could Mm -hmm. have easily rose to the top i feel like if they wanted to oh absolutely you know well, if and, left unchecked absolutely yeah so he was like he's got tabs on everything though yeah <laughs> um which makes me which makes me wonder if he's the one that put uh maul on malachor in rebels that's that's what i'd like to know either either him or i would love it if kira was the one that sold him out <laughs> she's like uh hey inquisitors by the way head of the organization He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> right? That shadow you've been looking for? <laughs> we hang out sometimes. That shadow. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, shadow. but it's just the way that he plans everything and then how he has all of these things going at once. 
Um, because like even you mentioned something in uh, the Citadel episode that we had with uh, Shine and Nick, um, how if the Separatist had by chance gotten the Nexus route, like what would have happened? Right. Would he have just let that happen? Like right, because that was supposed to be attack on Naboo. <laughs> yeah. So would that have been the end game? Would that have sealed the deal? Like yeah, because I mean what? obviously the end game was not him not being on top. Oh, well, yeah. So, would he have flipped to, oh, you know what? I'm no longer Supreme Chancellor. I am Sith Lord. That's the hat I'm going to wear now. Right? <laughs> I have many hats. Right? Oh, yeah, Palpatine's dead, except no, I'm a Sith Lord now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm taking on a new identity. Right. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's it's just really interesting to me. Um, and, and another thing, too, is like we kind of see him in his in continuing with his manipulation. Um, I think it's in... The uh oh what is it? The giant the giant monster that you like, Godzilla like creature. Oh you know what I'm talking about? I can't even think of its name I right can now. Picture it. Yeah. I mean you can't not picture it. We'll come back to it. But anyways. Yeah, I'll come back to it. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna consult Master Master Google. <laughs> <laughs> Master Google knows everything. He has plans for all his plans. Master Google. Um, <laughs> um, but in that episode, though, you see at one point where he's talking to the uh, scientist that's that's going through running the tests on it and everything, and he's like, if you can't do this, I'll find someone else who will. And so he, you see kind of things like that where in those Clone Wars episodes, he's like, remove them from the equation and things yes, like that. the Zillow Beast. The Zillow Beast, yes. Um... But yeah, but like in in that arc, like you, you in and others, you see him talking to people, and like I think Masameda, the one of his right hand people with the Senate and everything, like he tells them remove them from the equation or put someone else in. The, like literally, he's playing it mafia style in some ways, yeah. and it's it's almost like a chess game for him. It in the end was checkmate or sixty six. Yep, and that's what cemented everything. But it was a well placed and well timed. Bomb. You just had a revelation of something. You said chess game. <laughs> Let's hear it. No, there wasn't. Oh, okay, okay. It, just like, it really clicked with me that, I mean, uh, essentially, he got rid of the queen. And mm. There was no king, I think, unless you consider the king the Jedi. Or the king was Anakin. Maybe. He took the king. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it, I guess. All the pawns. <laughs> yep. Kind of sounds like Battle One. No, I'm just That was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank that you. That was wrong. <laughs> oh, that's how we celebrate this Valentine's Day. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just see, see, that's what kind of makes me wonder if Palpatine, you know, is our great love because we're just in awe of his just horror <laughs> i mean really honest. truly yeah i mean he's always gonna be the one that i yeah. question until i get some like i'd prefer a movie honestly because <laughs> i'm just not one for books i would love seeing that but i want like mm-hmm. the story of palpatine like we obviously don't have to hit what we saw in the movies um in debt like maybe a quick like passers or something like that maybe mm-hmm. like a little back scene of like this is what he was doing during this time so it makes sense as why it felt like this and did this blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but i want like that backstory of you know was Plagueis the wise his master mm-hmm. 
Like I want, I want something to know. definitive. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want something. I want to know. So here's my thing though. Does not knowing though make him scarier? Because for me, it almost does. So I'm I kind of. Know. I know. Like it, we have this like insatiable hunger to know, but at the same time, it's like if I know, will I be satisfied? Like, is this? You know what I mean? I don't so know, you yeah. you run the risk of over explaining the monster. Uh, stop! <laughs> You're taking away the magic. <laughs> I want to know though. I I, I, I definitely do. Um, it actually made me think of uh something too where um. I think I can't remember when it's coming out, but I know it's this year. There's actually a book that's coming out called Star Wars Myth- Myths and Legends, a uh, brand new book and everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the front of it, it's got like a crate dragon and, and it looks really cool. I'll have to show it to you. Um, but the legends part is what kind of piqued my interest mm-hmm. because even, <laughs> even Palpatine tells Anakin that it's a Sith legend. Okay. So, and again, as Ahsoka says, there's always a little bit of truth in legends. So I'm wondering what we're going to learn in this book. I really want to read this book really bad. Uh, it's got illustrations and everything. So Ooh, pictures are good. <laughs> Yay, picture book. Yay! <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, I'm interested to know what we're going to learn about the Jedi and, and the Sith. Because a lot of the stuff that we see coming out in canon material and everything, it's hinting towards the past a lot of it is yeah uh and it keeps going towards that old republic era Mm -hmm. which i cannot wait for i want to see um i actually saw something the other day where somebody was like how did anakin not know that this was a sith that palpatine was a sith lord when he walked in his office there's a mural of uh it's uh the great hyperspace war two thousand years old um but it had something that like the last person who owned it was a sith lord (laughs) (laughs) so it previously belonged to another sith lord and it's in palpatine's office at the galactic senate so (laughs) right Uh, i didn't know that i actually just recently learned that too so that's why i was kind of like interesting uh but it's little nuggets like that in star wars that I, i feel like really brings life to all of it and kind of hints at the direction that Lucasfilm may be taking us. Yeah. Because I would really be interested in learning the past. I would too. Very so, much yeah. so. There's a, there's a lot lot of years to, to learn there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are. And I'm excited. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, so as far as Palpatine, did you have any final thoughts or anything like that on Palpatine? I mean, I feel like he could plan one heck of a date. <laughs> so... That's true. He's got backup plans for all backup plans. That's right. And then he's going to be the one that's going to like cause mayhem and then like fix it. And then you're going to be like, my hero. He's going to really sweep you off your feet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a romantic guy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. Me too. <laughs> Um, he has yeah. my, my one true love. I mean, it would seem we're pretty obsessed. I think so. Yeah, I mean, he kind of created Anakin, so <laughs> like father, like son, I guess. Yeah, well, well I'm kind of well, obsessed with him too. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going down the family tree. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not in love with Luke. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not compatible. <laughs> <laughs> 
want to go to Tashi Station for some power converters. It's like, <laughs> I love that we always bring up this thing because it's literally like that moment where you meet somebody and then you just see something that you just can't unsee or you wish <laughs> to And you're just like, I'll remember you like this forever. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my god, you have me cried over your laugh. That's what I do. Oh man. Um it's good to be back. Um but yeah, so I think that's all for Palpatine. Uh, we could talk hours and hours and hours. Really and truly, yeah. Absolutely. But, um, but we'll save that for some future episodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so cool. So I guess we can go ahead and uh, close it out. Before we do, though, I do want to remind everybody, um, we do have new episodes of Clone Wars Commentary out on our podcast feed right now, so you don't have to subscribe to anything extra or anything like that. Uh, wherever you get this podcast, you'll get Clone Wars Commentary completely free, which is pretty cool, right? Pretty, pretty cool. Um, pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> stop doing that. Never. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Shine and Nick have a really fun show um, that comes out every Friday, Clone Wars Commentary. They're watching Clone Wars and commentating. It's awesome. It's fun and informative, but mostly fun. Mostly. Um, so definitely check them out and show them some love and everything. Uh, we've got a lot of cool things in the works, so definitely, definitely subscribe if you're not already. And check out our website, KesselronWeekly.com, for yes. any updates. Yeah, and um, on our website as well, leave us a review. Absolutely, yes. write us a comment, or I don't think you leave a review, but like you can leave us a comment, though, and, uh, and tell us what you think, and send us cool facts. Absolutely. Send, send us like little-known facts about yourself. Yeah. Help us get to know you. Let us get to know you. On this first date. Third, second, I don't know. However long you've been with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up on... On this Valentine's Day. Well, it's coming up on a year for me, right? <laughs> yes, it is. In actually, March. My birthday, March, actually. Yeah. March 21st. So, yeah. That will be your one year with the show. So, just before celebration. Yay! Yay! And then celebration will be my two years doing the show. Ooh. Yeah. So That's cool. Exciting. Man, some milestones coming up. A lot of exciting stuff coming. Yep. So excited. Um, but yes. So guys, so definitely uh, check out Clone Wars Commentary and subscribe if you're not already. Um, but most of all, thank you for listening or watching to this episode of Kessel Run Weekly on this uh, lovely Palpatine's Day. Palpatine's Day. <laughs> Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, as Kristen said, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, because we do love you. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not too soon. Leave us a five-star review, guys, on Apple Podcasts, and we will read it on a future episode as well. Absolutely. You can find us on social media at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And like we said before, on our website at KesselRunWeekly.com. Absolutely, absolutely. And so... On this Palpatine's Day, guys, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. Always. Do it. <laughs>